0: To the 17th episode of Project Studio Tea Break. I am Mike Sr. and I am here with a sock puppet of John Witten. Hello, Tea Breakers! You see, it's indistinguishable from the real thing. Now, the reason why the real, though scarcely distinguishable John Witten isn't here to provide his wit and wisdom for our podcast this month is because this month's episode is practically a facepalm special. We lead with facepalm because i had intended to record an episode of Tea Break while on the road going around visiting my Cambridge MT patrons, but I managed on my final studio visit to trip over the power cable of my little netbook that i've had for the last seven years and it fell on the floor and completely trashed the hard drive i have now managed to get a hold of a replacement computer system but unfortunately not in time to catch the window of opportunity that john and i had laid out for recording this month's podcast never fear though we will both be back for the october episode truly gasping for our tea break which we've missed this month in the meantime however i have just a couple of little holiday tidbits The first is that while I was visiting one of my Cambridge MT site users, a member of the splendidly named Scar band, Scarface, he used a great little bit of terminology that I loved and I felt I had to share with all you tea breakers out there. You see, I was helping him to mix some live recordings that he'd done of the band. And we were using reverb and it turned out that on this particular occasion we were applying reverb to kick drum and bass which is quite unusual in a studio recording environment but it was just the ticket in this situation And one of the things he said was, well, you know reverb, it's like bacon (laughs) I said, what? How is reverb like bacon? He goes, well, you add it to anything and it tastes better (laughs) So I love that, so I think from now on I'm going to call reverb audio bacon and I think this might be the start of a whole themed, animal-based terminology system. We've had oxtail filtering, we've now got audio bacon. Who knows, it'll be the frequency oysters or recording mustard. And as a second bit of holiday fun, I think it is time that we test the listening skills of all UT tea breakers. So I'm challenging you to our special spot the toast foley quiz. I'm going to play a selection of different Toast folies that we've done for the podcast episode so far. And I'm going to sneak the real Toast folie in amongst the list. Can you spot it? Are you a Toast folie connoisseur? Here goes. Now, if you'd like to know the answer to the quiz, then head over to www.projectstudioteabreak.com and sign up for the mailing list, and you will be mailed with the full details of which bit of Toast Foley was which, as well as all the web links for our previous episode, if you hadn't had a chance to catch up on those. Of course, you can also still follow us on Facebook at PSTB Books, or on Twitter at PSTBTweets. And despite the massive face palmage of this month's main episode, there are still weekly extras going up on our Patreon feed, including our discussion of pretend internet connections and why we are currently retreating to our basements. John has by no means been idle this month though with his shows up in Edinburgh, but he has managed to find time to track down the elusive Miss T of Queen's English Sample Library fame for an exclusive Project Studio Tea Break interview. Over to you John.
1: Welcome everybody to a section which is a a first on a few levels for Project Studio Tea Break. This is our first ever interview segment uh, and it's an interview with a sample library. Uh, one that avid listeners will have heard us speak about before. Queen's English by Dark Side of the Tune. Queen's English, it's a pleasure to have you here.
2: Who do you think you are?
1: Uh, John. John Witten. Wh- Who? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm one of the hosts of, of this podcast. Who's
2: in charge here? Me.
1: Well, Mike, normally, but he's not here right now, so me. I am. You, you are in charge? I am. <laughs> I mean... Surely, as the interviewer, I've got some kind of, of authority. Absolutely not. Right. Well, cracking on. Uh, for anyone who's not familiar with your body of work, you are a spoken word BDSM sound library. And I, I wonder, for the uninitiated, if you could give a broad stroke summary. What What is BDSM? The
2: anal insertion of a small animal.
1: I beg your pardon? The no, anal Oh, sorry, insert- I heard you. I, I just... Wait, as in it goes in something or something. Now be careful. You are right, you're right. I don't need or want to know. Um, We thought while we had you here, uh, we could have you field some questions from our listeners. So we've put out the call and uh, let's see what we've got back. Brenda from Quebec uh, writes in to say, I'm making a Sunday roast this weekend for some family and friends, but I've only managed to get hold of pork shank. Do you think that's going to be too tough for a roast? And any advice on vegetables or trimming?
2: That must be the most ridiculous question I have ever been asked in my entire career. It's,
1: I'll be honest, it's kind of up there for me as well. It's not really our wheelhouse as a, as a music podcast. Cooked so, by the right method,
2: tough cut can become tender.
1: Um, right then. So just Google pork cooking methods Place
2: pork fat side up in a shallow roasting pan Or
1: do that 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 sounds great as well So fresh move- meats to be at their best should be used within 2 to 3 days <laughs> you know What I I may have misjudged you You are clearly a dab hand in the kitchen so um so let's get on to the sides How do you get vegetables with that crisp, fresh bite to them.
2: I'm most uh, certainly not a broccoli inspector. What, no!
1: You're a collection of bossy audio clips! What did you say? A spoken word BDSM sample library. Who's mama's little piggy? <laughs> well, um, I'm not, certainly. So um, back to the question, what would you recommend as an ideal side for roast pork?
2: Cut frankfurters into one-inch slices.
1: Okay, um, any favourite gravy recipes? Whipped cream,
2: mud, shaving Sorry.
1: foam... Custard, Did you say baked
2: beans, pudding, chocolate sauce. Are these all in the same butter, pot. Japanese style lotion, mm-hmm. paint, oil, paint? or gunge or slime. What kind of gravy is this? Disgusting.
1: Well, there at least we can probably agree.
2: Now you are going to do everything I say, aren't
1: you? Well, I'm gonna leave that between Barbara and the professional physicians. I, I really hope she consults before following your particular recipe. Bitch, please. Well that just seems rude. Uh, for myself, when it comes to pork, I have this Chilean spice rub that I... It is not
2: Chilean. It is Chilean. Would you say Mexican? I mean,
1: I mean probably not. Look, I'm sorry, I do appreciate you being here, but I, I understood that you were some sort of Fifty Shades... Never use that word in my presence. Some sort of BDSM spoken word sample library. But all I'm getting here is is is—is—is cooking tips and... Corrections on my pronunciation of Latin American nationalities. You want it harder, do you? (laughs) I don't know about what, I just thought it was more likely that we would wind up talking about... Salad tossing. No! Wait, maybe. Is that a sex thing? You're disgusting. And you are deeply confusing. Uh, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today. Uh, I'd like to thank the Queen's English for giving me this... Frosty moustache. ...interview, Um, and back to you in the studio, Mike.
0: That's all now for this month. So it's goodbye from me, and goodbye from John Witten's sock puppet. Ta-da, pets! (laughs)